Nicole? This is Jana McDaniel Browning, but I am joining you with Molly Myers LeBaby this morning. I'm back, everyone. (laughs) Good morning. How are you today? I am doing fantastic, and I'm so excited about who else we have in the studio with us today. I am, too. We are joined this morning in our morning radio shenanigans with Alice Mackey. Hello, everyone. Alice. (laughs) Alice is a youth services librarian at our Orange Branch Library. She has all kinds of good stuff for us today. So good morning and welcome. Good morning. I'm so happy to be here. We are so happy that you are here. I am extremely happy to have both of you. And I'm not going to spend the whole time talking about it, but all three of us are knitters. So I just want to say that. Yarny goodness. Yarny goodness. Not that we don't fit now the librarian stereotype. Um, We all also have cats. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can't see right now, I don't think in the studio, we do not all have buns. We yeah. do not. Not one of us. Not one no. of us has a bun. Yeah, no. we can fix that. We, can, oh, we absolutely yeah. can fix that. We could knit ourselves buns if we needed to. I actually have a pattern for a Princess Leia. Like I have that the one two, too. The two side yes. buns. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. I swear this is going to be a show about books and libraries, right, Jaina? You're it, not going to let is. me go that far it, off. Well, you know, we, I, we we may go a, a little bit of stream, but it, I know. it's all right. It's, it's okay. All right. It's okay. What's life without tangents? Right? Exactly. 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 <laughs> um, so we're going to dive into some books this first half. Yes, we are. And Molly, I know you were saying you've got something that you are really, really excited I am really about. Excited. Do you want to start us off? I will, because I have not been here for so long. I've been getting all my good books caught up here. This is one I put off for like two or three years. My mom kept being like, have you read The Chaperone? Have you read The Chaperone? Have you read The Chaperone? Because if you've listened before, my mother's in every book club that ever existed and reads so much more than me and takes notes. It's amazing. I love watching her. But this is a book called The Chaperone by Laura Moriarty. And who remembers Louise Brooks or has learned of Louise Brooks? She Do you know her, no, Alice? No, I don't. I feel like I've heard the name I somewhere. I think you do. She was one of the original... 1920s flappers. She went from the stage onto the silent film era. But Louise Brooks was known. Now I do know the name. Yeah, now now it's all bringing it back. She was known to be absolutely wild. I mean, this girl partied and, (laughs) you know, did everything a girl should not have been doing in the time. But weirdly, this is not her story. I'm going to tell you why I'm kind of going through Louise Brooks. This is a story of the chaperone who took her to New York in the 1960s. So when you start this book, you um, don't even know Louise Brooks is really coming in. You start learning about Cora Carlisle. Cora was adopted. For a long time, she lived in a um, home in New York run by um, nuns that would put children on, on trains and find them families. Now, Cora's story is weirdly one a lot of joy happened, but she's always wondered about where she came from. And when Louise Brooks' mother, and of course Louise is no one at this point, when her mother is looking for a chaperone because her husband said she had to find one for her daughter, um, to take her daughter to New York for a dance opportunity, Louise, or I'm sorry, Cora jumps right into this opportunity. She goes to New York. She has no idea what a task she has in front of her. She's trying to teach Louise Brooks to be a proper girl. (laughs) And the funny thing is Louise Brooks is teaching Cora how to be herself at the same time. Cool. I love Um, that. Cora's story, I don't want to give anything away. There are lots of twists and turns (laughs) in this historical fiction. It is somewhat fictionalized and it is somewhat real. 
Um, I have to say the author just did a fantastic job. Laura Moriarty captured the 20s. She captured the time before it, the struggles. She brought in so many elements, what it was like to be an immigrant in the city, what it was like to be on one of those trains and how your life can go where you take it. Um, It talks a lot about the secrets we keep in our families because we love each other and how sometimes those are bad and sometimes those are good and how what we think is right one way, maybe it could work for somebody else another way. This book blew my mind. I cannot believe I've had this on my to-read list for so many years and didn't get to it. You've talked me into it. It's going I, on my TBR. It list. is. It is absolutely. And also the audio is read by, oh shoot, the mother, who the woman who plays the mother on Downton Abbey. Oh, she is the oh. audiobook reader. Um, I'm, gonna I'm just going to call her Cora. Totally. <laughs> I'm going to call her Cora too. And she's reading for a Cora. That's nice. So, nice. I mean, it makes it easy. But it's a real easy listen. I think my mom listened and she likes to listen and keep the book because mm-hmm. she's taking notes. She does like flow charts of who's related to two. Trust me, she retains and uh, enjoys books, I think, more than anybody because she's just got this little process that. I walk into, um, I've done one book club with her. I walk in there and I'm like, wow. Like, she only speaks when it's something really she finds important to do, but it, it's amazing. So I love all of that. Yeah. You know, I, I love historical fiction, so this, this sounds like something I would really enjoy. It is, it is a definite fun read. It was a really great summer read for me, too. It was, okay. it was food for thought, but it mm-hmm. also has a lot of like emotional. I'm a very emotional reader. Mm-hmm. I do a ton of nonfiction, though. I do a ton of things. It just had a nice little blend of that fiction and that nonfiction for my brain right now because I can learn a little bit, but it's also summer, and some of these cells are a little fried. Well, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. We all need those pleasure reads. And, and it's, you know, and you didn't go like full pleasure read. You, you no. still went, you know, there are some I historical things in there. And yeah. Yes. It, and that's all about me are. learning something. It was not about Louise was wild. <laughs> totally read it because you'll get a new view on Louise Brooks, um, a new view of Hollywood and society. It's 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 worth the read. I love all of that. That sounds incredible. <laughs> it does. That really good. Yeah. This one, I'm sorry, I have been holding. This is one of my better book talks because I have been holding <laughs> on to this one. Dying. I've been thinking about this for weeks. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought it in this morning. And somewhere your mom is saying I was right. <laughs> yes, she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you figured out how to tune in yet, mom. <laughs> well, <laughs> i find out if she did. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been reading, Alice? Um, Tell us what's on so, your shelf. So, I actually, I brought something that's a little bit um, non-traditional. I brought a... Fully nonfiction book, yes. and it's a crafty book. So yes. I know, I know my audience, and at least you know your audience in the studio here. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so this is called Tiny Stitches: Buttons, Badges, Patches, and Pins to Embroider. I am oh. not an embroiderer, embroiderist, and I, I don't know what the. Anyway, embroideru. Um, like <laughs> I know. I yeah. I don't. I'm sure there's a preferred term. Um, I don't know it. I don't know how to embroider. But what I really like is that these are tiny little um, buttons and badges that you can embroider, and Aww. it's not a huge project, but you can try it. It comes with patterns. Um, they can be decorative, or one thing I really like is the idea, almost of like 
adult merit badges because we all need to oh kind of gosh, like give that. ourselves a pat on the back for things. Um, so like if you do something that you're proud of, you can make yourself a little badge for it and Wouldn't say, I did this thing. It might be great to carry coasters. Yes. <laughs> say things like, I used a coaster. Exactly. I got out of bed on time. Exactly. <laughs> Wouldn't it be yes. great to like carry them around in your yes. pocket and then yes. when somebody does something off- awesome, like award them with Here. your... Little yeah. custom yes. button. Exactly. And, okay, so I, I, I can't say I'm very good at this, but I've done uh, maybe a few. Not not the merit badge, just the uh, the little decorative ones. Yeah. And they don't take that long. They're fun, and it's a good, if you've ever wanted to get into embroidery, it's a nice little entry point. It's it's pretty nice, actually. Well, and what I've been reading, and there's a big moment moment for this on Instagram, yeah. if, you, if you all are on Insta, um, of... Visible mending. Yes, this is and why so I that's picked a great this book up. Yes. I'm terrifying my nieces because I've got these jean shorts and I'm like, oh, there's a hole there, and they're like, they're supposed to be. I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I need that covered. Nobody wants to see that high on. No, that needs covered. <laughs> and I keep thinking weird little badges. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that's a, so. So, Jana, you mentioned visible mending. That yeah. is like, and that's like more of a trendy thing now. I was uh-huh. learning, and yeah. like, um, I actually listened to uh, NPR has uh, a, a podcast called Life Kit. That's like fifteen minute little tidbits of like things you can do and why to do them. And they have one about visible mending, um, and it's all about like making your clothes cute, even if they yeah. are, have a little hole in them. That doesn't mean you have to throw something away. You can be exactly. resourceful. You can have your own little flair on things. But, um, yeah, and, and I really don't think you have to know how to embroider in order to do visible mending, but I was feeling a little bit froggy about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. No, yeah. Well, that's, that's a great resource. That. I love it all. Yeah. I love it all. So if you do any of that, please bring one in. I have um, a pair of shorts, and I need something about the size of, like, a pack of cards. <laughs> <laughs> I can, okay, I can, I'll tell you what I can do. Maybe all three of us get badges with, like, a little microphone on it for doing a radio oh, show today. Yes. We that. need radio badges. That would be the best. <laughs> calling, calling all sewers. We need radio badges. Yes. All right. Okay, well, Jana, well, what are you reading? And I need to get this in because it is a great book. So if you know anything about me, you know that sci-fi fantasy is my jam. Yes. And this book has been at the top of the New York Times bestsellers for a while. It's all over book talk. I should have read it already. <laughs> um, it is Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. And Ooh. I know that you guys have seen it because it is. It's on all of the lists. And I am only about not quite half the halfway through, but it 100% lives up to the hype. Yes. So if you don't know anything about it, it's the story of a young woman named Violet, which I uh-huh. love because I had a grandma Violet. Um, she's the youngest daughter of a revered general. Um, Violet's father, who was a scribe and scholar, is dead. Her mom uh-huh. is the general, and she's a ferocious general. She demands that Violet join the ranks of cadets trying to become dragon riders. <gasps> I yes. want to be a dragon rider. Uh, as don't we all? I want to be Again, a dragon rider. It goes without saying. Um, but it, it's a deadly and brutal process. Violet has always been scholarly. She is small. She is frail. Um, everybody hates her because her uh-huh. mom is the general. So we're following her through war college where she is literally fighting for her life every single day and hoping against hope that if she makes it, a dragon will choose her because the dragons do the choosing. You don't get to choose your dragon. Whoa. The dragons decide to bond I with wouldn't you. go against a dragon's decision either. No, Well, no. <laughs> Who argues with the dragon? None of us argue with dragons. Um, and typically the dragons pick the strongest riders. So, so it's, yeah. So that's what she's up against. 
But there is a ton of action. There's really good world building in this. Um, the heroine, as, as you can tell, I just love her. Um, and I'm pretty confident that a very steamy romance is building yes. here. That's what we need. <laughs> No. And dragons. And, and dragons. dragons. <laughs> what more could you want? <laughs> and if you're having as much fun with, as we are on the radio, then when you come back, wait till you hear what Alice has to say about some of our school readiness things that we've got going. Things totally there that we've yep. got going on. So Stay hit us tuned. after the commercial break, and we got a lot more for you. Welcome back to Off the Shelf. Thank you so much to our sponsors. First of all, yes. Mosher's Market and Helpline. We really do appreciate you. You do good work. So much. So and much. this is Jaina McDaniel Browning. I am filling in for Nicole today. So if you weren't with us the first half, this is Jaina. I am here with the wonderful Molly Myers Labady. Which, if you all miss me, I'm back, but I might miss a few more next month. Vacation. I gotta do it. Gotta do it. And we are joined today by Alice Mackey. Alice is a youth services librarian at our Orange Branch. And Alice, I have to say, I love your story time so much. Oh, Every yay. time I'm over there, I love sitting in on them and taking pictures. The kids are so happy. You have the best energy, and everybody Aww. can tell how much you love working with the littles. It, it's just, I, I love your story time. It is it truly is impossible stuff. to have a bad day whenever you're around the under five set. Like <laughs> they're, well, and any kid, but definitely those kids. I mean, we get a lot of hugs, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the best. So I know that you were going to talk today about some early reading, um, early learning, and I think maybe decodable books. Yes. Yes. I don't know what those are. Can and you tell let us Let me just shout those? out yeah. the work Alice has done at Aww. Orange to make these easy for parents to find, too. So, Alice, let them know what it is, but I'm already going to be bragging about you as we go. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Well, let me say first that, like, I feel like... I number one, I'm not an expert at all. There are people who know a lot about this, and you could probably talk about this for hours and hours and hours, which mm-hmm. I don't know that the listeners here definitely ne- necessarily want to hear. Um, but <laughs> so what I thought I would do is just kind of pass along what I've kind of learned and things I kind of understand, because um, if you are listening to this and you haven't heard the phrase science of reading before, it's my kind of one of those buzzwords that we're hearing a lot, especially yes. as we go back to school this year, that sort of thing. So essentially what that means is is it's a new way to teach reading that is backed up by science. Mm-hmm. Um, it's recently been put into law. So you're going to be, if you haven't heard about this yet, you're going to be hearing a lot more about it. And part of that is using decodable books. And those are written mm-hmm. specifically to give kids the building blocks of reading. The idea being that, you know, we start reading certain easy types of words and then we move on to harder things like Things with silent E's and Uh blends of vowels and all those good (laughs) sorts of things. So the tricky thing whenever, especially whenever you're coming into the library, maybe it's your first time. Maybe it's your first time since the summer. We all had a busy summer. Mm -hmm. You come in and you say, oh, my goodness, where do I find the books I need? What are we working on? Because we have a lot of books. We have a lot of books when you walk in the door. Yeah. Uh Yeah. And peek behind the curtain, too. It can be hard for librarians, too, because, once again, we have a lot of books. We don't mm-hmm. know every single thing that's in every single book. So, so yeah, one of our things that we do is um, find, well, I, I should say this. If you're ever coming to the library and you don't quite know where to go, you don't quite know what to do, come talk to us. Anybody at a desk is going to be 
really over the moon mm-hmm. to help you. We it's our job to geek out about this stuff. This is this is the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, if you're ever feeling confused, whatever, come talk to us. And don't worry what desk you start at. Yes. If you get somebody who's not a children's expert, they are experts at helping. Mm-hmm. They will guide mm-hmm. you to the desk that you need to go to. We have an amazing group of people there. They absolutely love you and they love you asking questions. So ask and they'll get you to the Alice, to the experts in the room. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And and I, I will say, like, I have enjoyed all the conversations I've had with um, parents and caregivers and teachers about all this stuff. And I've enjoyed learning about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so really, you can never go wrong with just reading to your child for 20 minutes every day. Yeah. Doesn't matter the book. Doesn't matter what you do. As long as you're reading for 20 minutes, words are going into your brain. You're having those conversations and it's great. Um, but we do also have these awesome things called easy readers, which yes. are specially made to have all those good sight words in them, all mm-hmm. those phonemes that we're learning, all that good stuff. So that is a good, if you're looking for a place to start, that's a really good spot. And I you know, remember, yeah, yeah that picking research, out a bunch of those for my oh, littles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The research on 20 minutes a day, that has stayed strong since I was in library school way back in... <clears throat> um, so that frog is one... Frog in my throat there. That is one thing that research just keeps coming back to mm-hmm. is the more your kids hear reading. If for some reason you're shy about reading, if you read a different language... Read in that language. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. are an uncomfortable reader or you don't think you have enough time, throw on an audiobook. Absolutely. Just don't skip that piece in mm-hmm. children's development. They need to hear that. In fact, I still want to hear that. That's why I listen to my books. Absolutely. <laughs> and and I think this time of year especially, it can be really easy to get overwhelmed. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of jargon and there's a lot of you know, everything going on. And, and I really like to tell parents that and grandparents and everybody, you know, older siblings, just reading, you know, just yeah. reading and even honestly talking. If you're out mm-hmm. and about, yeah. you're at the grocery store, that sort of thing. We get a lot of learning out of just back and forth talking yes. and that sort of yeah. thing. Too. My mom used to read aloud the back of the cereal boxes. Yeah. She'd read an article aloud from like a snippet in a newspaper or a magazine to mm-hmm. me, whatever she had around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's also important to remember that love of reading. Alice, as a children's expert, if your kid just wants to read Disney, does that make them a bad reader? Absolutely not. They are <laughs> Give them all the Disney books. What about dinosaurs? If that's all they want to learn about, is that bad? All dino, all the time. So nothing's wrong to read? <laughs> Nothing. Parent, Nothing. you're doing a great job. You're doing that's a good right. job. That Absolutely. Right. Yes. And uh, I'm going to add a little, little fine print on this also, a little extra tidbit for you. I just had this conversation with a parent yesterday. Um, did you know that kids, whenever they're reading about a topic they're interested in, can usually read above their grade level? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not know that. That's little amazing. Hack for you. Wait Absolutely. a minute. So does that mean if I have a kid who's really interested in the solar system and they get a book that clearly is above their level, I should let them take it home? Let them take it home. And I should let them play with it? <laughs> yes, let them play and with it. And I don't it. need to like tell them that they can't do that? Nope. You, you got it. And you will probably hear facts about the solar system for many weeks afterwards that you didn't know they picked up. Um, my husband is still quoting some of the facts.
tracks on the random things he learned as a kid. They were mainly <laughs> superheroes, but trust me, he's got them down. And that brings science. Mm-hmm. He has a unbelievable grasp of science because he loves Superman and Batman and all of those characters. I love all of That's that. Pretty it's incredible. crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But while we're talking about early learning, I have to put a plug in here for abcmouse.com. Yes. Definitely. Because it is free with your library card. We were at Touch a Truck over the weekend, and I talked with so many parents, and you know, and many of them were just like, "We're paying for that," and I was just like, oh, "I no. feel your pain because when my kids were little, I paid for that." Yes, but stop paying for it and oh, go please. out to our website, DelawareLibrary.org, in case you've forgotten. Mm-hmm. And sign up for abcmouse.com there. You can do multiple profiles. It is a wonderful early learning program. It's so engaging. Absolutely. And I got to say that behind working with little kids, giving cool stuff away for free is one of the best parts about being a librarian. Isn't it fun? Yeah. I always love to ask groups of kids when I talk to them, how much does a library card cost? And you get all sorts of like guesses. And then I love that like scream of yay when you're like, it's free. (laughs) And they lose their ever loving minds. It's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing is better than free for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so is it time to take a, a look at what we've got coming up for uh, the for the next week? I yeah. think we definitely should before we forget, because I'm known to forget. Yeah. And if there's time at the end, we can always talk stitches. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, we can. So, Molly, what did you see on the schedule for this you know, coming I'm week? I'm actually getting excited about something a week from Saturday. So not mm-hmm. this Saturday. We'll probably bring it back up, which is that we have a friend's book sale coming. I like mm-hmm. to give you more than a day's notice. So you can prepare yourself because a book sale is intense at our libraries. (laughs) Um, And I want to make sure that you've had time to get your good shoes figured out. This one especially Mm -hmm. is going to be at the Liberty Branch Library from 10 to 3, Saturday the 26th. And don't go this Saturday, but pick out your book shopping clothes, find, you know, your friends of the library bag, get yourself ready. Mm -hmm. And remember, every time you buy a book from them, you're supporting the work we do in the library. They help pay for summer reading club. They help pay for, you know, if Alice gets this crazy idea which down I the road, do. which she absolutely <laughs> does, wonderful. and I love it. <laughs> and she wants to make that happen. Sometimes if it's not in our budget, we can reach out and say, hey, friends, can you help us out? So every time you buy a book there, which is the only place you should buy books because you can get them free, except for many of our friends at local bookstores because you love them and your knitting books because you're going to write in them. Um, <laughs> but I do want to kind of shout out they've got that coming up. Fantastic. Yeah. The the other thing, and I am going to do one day worth, worth a notice right now. Thank you. Because, because <laughs> for those of you who are last minute or spontaneous, as I like to put it, um, tomorrow at Liberty Branch, we have Liberty Branch Trivia, Team Ooh. Trivia, which sounds like so much fun. So it's teams up to five people. Um, register online. Um, and if you don't have a team of five people, that is fine. Register yourself. When you get there, they will place you into a team. And there are prizes, along with bragging rights, obviously, Yes, um, for the part. top two teams. So yeah, that's, that's at Liberty Branch tomorrow at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, I also want to shout out on August 24th, we have something really interesting, and I think it's worth pointing out. It's a men's Alzheimer's caregiver support group. It's in a partnership. We in no way think we're the experts there. Um, Mm -hmm. But with the Alzheimer's Association, this is for adults. It goes from 1030 to 12. And it's a support group for men who are living with or supporting somebody in some way with Alzheimer's uh, or some form of dementia. Mm-hmm. Um, check out our website. We are asking you to give a phone call to the group to register so they have an idea how many people to expect. 
but they're all facilita facilitated by trained individuals. So I promise this isn't something that we tried to, you know, weekend learn. We brought the real experts in as we do in any time we're doing something like this. Absolutely. And it's it's so wonderful to have these community partners who where you do have the experts and we Absolutely. don't have to try to learn it all ourselves and do it all ourselves. And that is such an important group. It for mm -hmm. caregivers, yeah. to people who are suffering with dementia or Alzheimer's, you know, that's a hard job it supporting is. those loved ones. There's and a lot going on with it and yep. it changes. And, it does. you know, being ready for that. I, I'm so happy to see us talking more in society about a lot of these things that happen to us. Um, you know, even aging stories. My Next time I'm on the radio, I've got another really good book. Um, and I don't want to give it away. But sort of looking at the next stage in our life as our next chapter and the mm -hmm. freedom and the coolness, but also some of the challenges that come with it. It's hard being a teenager. We talk about that all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't think we talk about everything that changes as we get older. I am getting closer to 50 than I am 40 anymore. And no. Yeah. <laughs> and every morning when I wake up, I know that I am. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. on that direction. And so sometimes, like I saw a video last night and I'm like, oh, that's what that is. <laughs> that's normal. Okay. Okay. So some of this is normal and I'm not going to panic about it. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of nice to see more things coming and, you know, the library part of it. All right. Well, thanks for these excellent conversations. Alice, thank you so much for being here today. That's the end of our show. Thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you in the stacks.